Welcome to the Fullcaster Podcast, episode 41. It's the season three opener for the FCP, and our guest today is Seth Nash, the eponymous owner of Nash Motorsports. We've heard a lot about him from our previous guests, including his dad, Terry, but today we get to hear his story right from the source. Uh, we're recording this thing on the 20th of December, 2021, but it's going to debut here the third Tuesday of January, specifically the 18th, or today, if you're listening to it as it debuts. Um, it's going to be kind of our plan going forward, right, Dirk? We're mm-hmm. talking about uh, uh, doing these once a month here, kind of kicking back from the 20-episode deal to the 10-episode deal, just because our schedules are freaking going nuts. Yeah. No, I think uh, the last few seasons were a ton of fun with doing 20 episodes per year, but yeah, with at the end of the day, we're not, it's not our 9 to 5 doing the podcast, so <laughs> right. if, if we had more time, we'd be doing a lot more, but no, I think doing 10 episodes make our lives a lot easier, and also it just... I mean, we're still going to have a show and do some other episodes on the side as well. So. Right, right. Yeah. To your point, we're we're talking about trying to do other stuff like some roundtable stuff. We just uh, we got another another mic set and things like that. And actually, we got uh, a camera, which hopefully it went off without a hitch. Yeah. Uh, our our live uh, recap um, actually is supposed to happen in a week from now. now we found so. a Polaroid online, so <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. got enough reel of film for it. <laughs> so hopefully the recap live show with Matt Johnson went well. Uh, yeah. and, uh, we, we talked about, uh, whatever, what we're doing with change and stuff like that. But like you said, we're going to do the 10 episodes like our standard show, uh, one-on-one with somebody, or at least their, you know, origin story, if you will. And then hopefully fill some of the blanks, fill some of the gaps with either clips or video or this or that. So, Kind of looking forward to a different year, a little bit different doing it. Uh, Ten episodes said twenty, maybe a little bit of uh, of spare time for us that's mm-hmm. not crammed with other stuff, whether it be racing or otherwise. And speaking of racing in the twenty twenty two season, uh, we're kind of on two different ends of the spectrum right now, but we're both kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do this year. Yeah, we're. Uh, I guess you could say we're both in a little open water, trying to find direction. But yeah, I know I'm trying to work on. Um getting tri-c sorted you know go back run some uh, 100cc senior see uh if i can be a few steps higher on the podium this year um but that's really it no challenge in the americas here so i won't be doing that right and i don't feel like finishing almost last again so you know that's another incentive <laughs> but uh no just trying to do some club stuff and um and yeah, still do the standard sport card stuff here, coaching and all that. So. Right, and uh, what well, we probably touched on during the recap show, but uh, third place uh, in the Tri C season yeah. uh, for you in the Hunter TC game. Like I said, try to get a couple spots up, and uh, maybe I mean the only stuff here at uh, Cal Speed is uh, a CRC run uh, in May, and then a couple of pro cart shows right. aside from the local clubs Tri C and LAKC. Have you thought about doing those as well? If you can, I think they'd be fun. Um, I just want to get more seat time before i mean my seat time consists of practice day race day right into right that. yeah we don't get a lot and, of practice and uh the learning curve that you you have to have going into a uh, even a pro kart weekend which some drivers think is a little bit more chill than some other stuff that you can be doing the learning curve going into that you still have to be ready for some stuff and i don't think i'm there yet yeah even on your home track you know it's still it, extra stuff that goes into account yeah. yeah i mean when i was uh like i had a really good weekend coming off of tri c and then the following weekend was challenge and i'm like oh i'm feeling pretty good same layout some other stuff and i'm like well the track's totally different because of the inch of rubber that's out there so right home track or not conditions do a lot and if i'm going to go into really grippy conditions like that i want to be more ready for it right right so, and, and we've seen that from a lot of people where they have a hard time making that transition from a standard club day grip level to 
you know, the, the, the next level on that. Uh, for myself, right now, I am out of a ride. Uh, right. My my buddy uh, Jim Barry is doing the retirement gig, and mm-hmm. so he's kind of hanging up his own helmet, if you will, hanging up the wrenches. Um, try to have a little bit of him time, which is awesome. Um, but that means I'm not driving currently, and uh, I'm trying to figure that out here at uh, at the end of uh, 2021. Good good freaking year. I mean, I can't can't complain you at all. Do so much cool stuff, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we we talked about it during the recap, but uh, pretty stoked on how 2021 went and uh, 17. 18, 19, 21, uh, those four years that I raced, we ended up with uh, five championships under my my, my belt. So I yeah. can't be too upset. It's been a good run so For far. Sure, if, yeah. I, if I don't run in 22, it's not so bad. But And not to go down a rabbit hole, but I mean, when we were started, we started both back racing in 17 because right. of Rob Niles here and stuff. And I mean, our careers if you want to put air quotes around it have done an up and down deal you know for the last (laughs) three years or so but no uh, dude you had a solid year year this last year and both well i mean it was all 100 cc for you with some rock gp stuff thrown in but you got to do cup carts north america in 206 and despite the finish it was a good showing weekend for you you know so uh, no you had to do you had to do some really cool stuff i mean If you find the ride, if you find a deal, whatever it may be, what is it you plan on doing this year? Uh, I hope to do. Uh, the plan was to try to do CRC, uh, the the three round, the three weekend deal, six round thing, happens here at uh, at Cal Speed in May, and then it goes up to my hometown, Pat's Acres. Mm-hmm. I really want to go do that one. That's the the one. It's actually the same time as uh, Pro Cart here, so I'd be nice. I'd be gone for that one, and then. Um, in August, they have their last one at Sonoma. Mm. That would give a ticket if you win the championship uh, for Rock Vegas, which again I'd like to do after coming oh so close. Yeah, uh, this last year or this year, so that'd be what I'd like. Just four weekends, uh, if possible. But um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We got a bit of time yet. It's just uh, right now it's December, and by the time it's coming out January, and who knows, maybe I got figured out by well, then. I was gonna say by the time January comes around, you're like, well, the race is basically tomorrow, so I got to figure it out. <laughs> well, you know? yeah, that's the plus I do is I'm trying to get ready for May. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I do have some time. I'm trying to go for the regular season. But... I see the season starting in February for uh, for Tri-C. I'm like, I, my vacation just started, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that is another thing too. Uh, getting a little bit of downtime is nice. Yeah. Uh, somebody who uh, is kind of in the middle of their downtime, if you want to call it that with air quotes, but still filling it. We just saw him at the track this last weekend. He had a good week off, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> five days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is uh, is the man uh, on our show today. So let's, uh, without further ado, bring him on, Seth Nash. Seth Nash, thanks for uh, for taking the time. One of the rare occasions where maybe you aren't going to have to be in the shop or the track and you're hanging out with us. So, man, yep. we, we appreciate yeah. it. This is my day off today. Yeah. Which I is rare. <laughs> right, right. But we worked this morning with the wife, so. There you go. Yep. Knocked out a few honeydews, did you? Honeydews in the morning for Christmas, and uh, now I get to enjoy my day off with you guys. What nice. uh, I mean, we'll get into what you do. I mean, again, we talked about you You are Nash Motorsports Sports and that kind of stuff, and so that's a race team. We'll get into all that. But one of the things I've been curious about with, with all race teams, we had Super Nats in December this year. Usually it's the weekend right before Thanksgiving. What is the, quote, off-season like for a race team, and, and what does that actually look like? Because, okay, yeah, I've, I've still seen you guys at the track and stuff like that. It's not necessarily full-on hardcore testing yet. But do you get a chance to breathe a little bit? You know, usually when uh, Super Nats is in November, 
then um, we have a, a longer off season. Um, this year, with it being in December, there's no off season for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, you guys seen me the the weekend after Supernats, I was here. Yeah. Testing. Yeah. You know, everybody. Um, everybody wants to get going for January in Florida. Right. And January in at uh Challenge of the Americas. Yep. So. And I'm seeing new people in the, uh, out here as well. So a lot of new people. Yeah, not just is, the testing, but the you got fresh faces, people trying to get into the sport. It looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good. I mean, everybody wants to get geared up to to get going in January. So I think as um, a business owner in the motorsports industry of karting, um, it's a little more difficult for us to take time off. Yeah. Right. Usually like, you know, when it, when it wasn't in, in, uh, November, we were camping through Thanksgiving. Okay. You know what I mean? Going out to the desert, riding with the family, having a good time. You come back from super Nats and the trailer just stays right there. <laughs> we're going to deal with that problem later. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no off season for, for race team owner in the karting industry. Um, lots of logistical stuff going on. Lots of planning, uh, lots of uh, quarterly schedules for clients. Making sure we have the clients for next year. Right. Making sure we're we're on board to race. You know, the following year because hey, listen. I mean, without go kart tracks like your guys's and without clients, we're we're out of business. Sure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So we have to um, constantly email, phone call, text. Uh, you know, scheduling all that stuff. So, so properly, there is no real off season. I mean, I am going to take. Year. I am going to take four days off for Christmas. Whoa! <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> and then I will take three days off for the New Year's. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to that. Trust me. Cosby yeah, did sure. its part. We're, we're closed both uh, Christmas Eve, New uh, uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, and, and New Year's. Yeah. Are you open-, open Christmas Day? We are not. No. no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we are open the day after. So uh, the 26th and the 2nd on those Sundays were open. Now, next year, just so you can plan ahead now, mm-hmm. next year, the way things fall, Saturday and Sunday are both uh, Christmas Eve and uh, uh, Christmas, and yeah. then New Year's Eve and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So you could actually have yourself a weekend off, my friend. How about I love that? it. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. Uh, well, hey, let's go back. Uh, we can... We we always ask people what they do nine to five. Uh, you, again, Nashmore Sports, your your name's in it. Like I said, um, wh- wh- what do you do? We just kind of talk about what you do in the off season. Is it more of the same, uh, or are things kind of once you get things dialed in at the beginning of the year, is it push a button and here we go, or is it nonstop? What do you do on a regular here uh, under under the tent as a team owner? Well, it's not nine to five. It's twenty four seven. I wish it was nine to five. I try to make it nine to five. My wife would love me if it was nine to five. Um, but, you know, as a race team owner, manager, I do everything the scheduling, the quoting, the communication, the babysitting. Um, I guess during the week before the races, we're prepping. So I have uh, Tyler, my oldest stepson. He's a full time employee for us. So he's constantly prepping go-karts building go-karts while i'm organizing and running around my wife does come in and work so during the week she'll be helping me with the logistics helping me with the scheduling helping me with the emails and communication so and you guys are 
team specific. You're not necessarily a cart shop, right? You guys don't have like a, a I don't have a retail a front. Or anything. Yeah. So I did have a retail front for about two weeks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 2014, we moved into our building in Riverside. And the first two weeks, we got broken into twice. Oh, man. So we, enough of that. We closed down the storefront. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, oh, man. Yeah. It, it was heard, a bummer. Heard a lot of stories about that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's Smash insane. and go. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? And and they stole a bunch of stuff. So I just uh, steel doored the front and we're a race team shop. Yeah. 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 It seems to be the, the way to go for a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. it, and obviously you guys have made it work pretty well. But uh, between Tyler and yourself and, and the wife, you guys are the, the primary group that are making things happen on a regular basis. And then uh, obviously you got a just a... a, a town underneath that uh, that, <laughs> right. that freaking canopy you guys have there and i do see that uh you know on a friday or a saturday practice that kind of stuff you're getting your hands dirty a little bit you're wrenching on go-karts doing a little bit of tuning that kind of stuff but it does look like you've got one hell of a team underneath you to not have to do that as much when the big show is around yeah it's true i mean i'm i'm i've always been taught from my dad to lead you know by example so i'm always working um, I can't stand still. I have to be moving. I have to be helping. Um, you know, and the guys that, that are around me know that, you know what I mean? They know as an owner or a manager, whatever you want to call me, that I'm, uh, you know, I'm there to help. I want these, uh, I want these guys working as hard as I do. Um, and yeah, you're right. We have a really good group of guys under our tent. I'm very blessed to have, uh, the knowledge under my tent. And it's, it's funny because, you know, if I'm carrying 16 drivers under the tent, we're having, you know, 10 or 15 mechanics under there. And they're all guys that I grew up with. Oh, yeah. They're all guys mm-hmm. that have either raced for me in the past for me and my dad, or, um, you know, we've all worked together in the industry or raced together in the industry. So it's kind of cool to see, um, you know, my, my core group of guys that, that work for me, they're all, you know, we're family. Right, you know, right, and that's what it looks like too. And and you talk about uh, growing up and whatnot, and I think we good segue to kind of bring it back to little Seth and mm-hmm. uh, the early early days. I, I said it in the intro. We've we've heard a lot about you coming into the show from to your point. Uh, people you grew up with have been on the show. Guys like Stephen Clark have been on here talking about you. We just had Christian Brooks as the uh, season finale. You didn't grow up with him, but he's somebody who races uh, for you as well. Sure. And, and, and many others, Matt Johnson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, I mean, even your dad, when we had him on kind of talking about, and he really wanted to talk more about his kids, right, than he did himself. Sure. Uh, but what, how did it get going and how did it get started? When you were growing up, you know, leading into getting into the seat, what would you do first and all that other kind of stuff uh, uh, Well, from your standpoint? Yeah, growing up, um, my dad owned a automotive muffler shop. So I was always around hot rods, uh, fast cars, um, you know, ever since I was little. Right. I still remember a story when, um, I don't know, maybe I was like seven years old, six years old. I, uh, was in his shop working and I had a screwdriver and there was a live battery (laughs) in one of the Mustangs he was working on or something. And I touched the <laughs> touched the screwdriver to the battery and zapped myself and welded the screwdriver to the battery. Wow! And yeah, I still remember a story like that. So yeah, I've been around things to touch. Yeah, so <laughs> so I've been around it. You know the the uh, hot rods, race cars, motorsports stuff. 
my whole life. And, uh, and then, you know, like I said, with my dad being in, in that industry, um, it was always something I was interested in. Um, we started late though, for me, you know, most of the kids that start now are what, like, you know, even my little one, five years old, six right, years right. old, starting go-karting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I started until I was like 12. Yeah. Um, was it around? Like, did you, did you know, I mean, you say you're around that the cars and stuff like, did you, was I didn't something... know much about yeah. karting. Um, I knew more about the drag racing cars, Mustangs, stuff right. like that. Yeah. I can run through all that stuff. Years of Mustangs I was always taught that from my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause he built a lot of cars. So, um, I was totally into that. You, you know guys watch I mean? any racing like that or? Oh yeah, TV? we'd watch IndyCar. Okay, um, that was a big thing—the IndyCar stuff. We'd go see Long Beach Grand Prix and stuff like that. This is all before you get into karting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep. you're watching, you're watching oh, IndyCar yeah, stuff. Sure. You got the the Grand Prix here, and then you're a car guy or a car kid. Sure, sure. Gotcha. I was a little uh, in junior high. I was a little uh, um, not not real good student. Like, didn't care. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Didn't care about my grades skateboarding was a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. So I was into skateboarding. Um, my dad took me to Adams, uh, one of the days. Um, cause he had, you know, been in, you know, involved in motorsports. He knew about karting. I think he worked a little bit in with cart stuff already, but he took me there to kind of introduce me to it. And I remember being addicted from the first time I seen the go-karts there. Yeah, and I and, wanted to do it. And he uh, he mentioned uh, taking it to a, uh, I think it was a dirt race, like a dirt old, yeah, yeah. That was in that wasn't until like '96, I don't think. Is that later? Yeah, we went to the Adams Kart Track first, and I remember watching the go karts there, and that's when I'm like, hey, I want to. And how old were you? It was you were twelve. It was twelve point? years old. Yeah, yeah. It was '92 or something. And it's hopping. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. It's yeah. rolling. I need to get in one of those go-karts. What made you fight? I mean, you were already watching racing and stuff like in the cars and stuff, but was it it would seem accessible because you're 12 and you don't you can't have your own car at that point? Is that was that oh, this is my way to to get involved to in drive more, to right, do something, yeah. you know what right. I mean? I've always been in fast cars with my dad doing burnouts and drag racing and you know what I mean? So I want to go do something. Yeah. You know, so this is my thing. This is my thing. And, and after that, I remember my dad telling me, you got to get your grades up. Uh, I like C's and D's and F's mm-hmm. didn't really care. Um, and he, he'd helped me get into carding. So I, uh, immediately got after it. That's a motivation. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I played baseball a lot. So this was like. You know, baseball was real important to me too, um, but this uh, this go karting, this motorsports thing was like super exciting. It struck a chord with you, big time. Nice. But we bought. I think after I got my grades up, we bought a. He bought me a fun cart first, like a. What was it? One of those. In, it was an Invader cart that had a rear engine. Oh yeah, oh, right wow. behind the seat. Behind the seat <laughs> with the plastic seat. Yeah. So that was, was my first up. cart. Yeah. It was blue. Nash blue. <laughs> um yeah, and he had put a like a four cycle two and a half horsepower like flathead motor on the back off our weed whacker or something or one of those trimmers. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and we'd go to the church parking lot down the street from us and I'd be like sliding it through the curbs and you know what I mean? Like that was my introduction to karting, mm-hmm. to driving something, right? With the right. gas and brake and right, right. hard tires, like no tubes, right? Mm-hmm. Did you take to it pretty quick? Yeah, I was I was in it, man. Yeah? Yeah. I was natural. Come on. <laughs> no. Um, well, and I, I asked that too because uh, your dad mentioned that he actually didn't do a lot of driving out of the gate. No. No. He, he was, did. He uh, was a, he'd tinker and things like that, but he did straight line stuff. Yeah, he know? did drag racing and then he did, uh, um, he was like big into the Shelby GT350s. Right. He had one of those. Yeah. And he would do uh, like Willow Springs days. Mm-hmm. I think it was called like, Carol Shelby Owners Club or something. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Something like that. Yeah. And he would, uh, I think he's still involved in it now with his new Mustang. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, growing up, we had, I don't know, four or five Mustangs and Falcon Sprints and Rebel Machines. He had cars all the time. You know, I got, because knowing that Terry's a, a bit of a mad scientist with the engines and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's pretty good. I wonder if, like in the, Derek, you like like the Marvel films and stuff like that. Yeah. When he shocked himself on that battery, did it like put some kind of skills yeah. or something going yeah, on there? It may have. Yeah. Do we all need to get shocked by a battery? Is that what that it was is? his osmosis right there. I asked my dad if that happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> it went the wrong way. I still remember it. So yeah, maybe right. <laughs> so so you you end up getting into the uh, into the carding deal, and you're like, this is badass i love this oh for sure and you're killing this this church parking lot church parking lot sideways track record at the church parking lot for sure (laughs) i think he timed me (laughs) oh real yeah Yeah. i think he would time me we'd have a course set up it was rad (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so you you get a chance to do that and this Mm -hmm. this kind of fun cart deal this invader uh cart Uh, do you guys end up taking that to adams then no no that was so Funny, funny thing is around the corner from our house, uh, one of my neighbors, his name was Jason. He was a go, he raced go-karts. So he had, and had he done this for a while? Like, he's, he's been doing it for a while. I didn't know this. Didn't we know. were riding bikes around the neighborhood and mm-hmm. I seen go-karts in his garage. And after I've been doing this fun cart church parking lot track record stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I seen a real go-kart, right? right? Like. This is the go kart, right? And I, we introduced ourselves. Me and my dad walked over, and he was a super nice guy. Uh, raced some dirt oval stuff. Maybe that's what my dad was talking about. That he had taken me to a dirt oval. Um, so he had raced some dirt oval stuff, but he also had a sprint cart, which is like what we do now, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and he was selling his sprint cart. So. We made a deal with him. My dad made a deal with him. My grades were doing good. So he made a deal with him. I think that was 93 to buy this uh, Cali cart is what it was. White, right. A white Cali cart. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not white uh, for long. CRG yeah. Cali cart white. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, uh, we bought it and that was our first, that was my first, you know, real competition go-kart. And what, what kind of engine pack? Had a flathead. Four cycle Briggs and Briggs Stratton. And Stratton. Yeah. Yep. So we went to uh Adams was our first that was my first uh introduction to a go kart. Do you remember that that 
a competition card. Did you go straight into a race, or did you guys no, go there and we practice went, for a we bit? We went and tested yeah. and practiced. Yeah, yeah, practiced. I don't know if it was testing. We weren't testing anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, we were. We were it testing I was track. driving, testing you go kart. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it ran on methanol alcohol. Uh huh. I remember uh, had some big six inch wheels on it because that was like the hot ticket, I guess, back then. And man, I loved it. We'd go out and drive all day. How long did you uh, do the practicing for you guys? Uh, so you say you're 12, and you think within well, you, you get the other cart like 93. Yeah, I was like late, 13 late 93. Yep, 13. Um, I want to say like 94 is when we started racing. Yeah, like local stuff, right? We just we would go on the weekends and practice, and and that was the track we'd go to as Adams. That's where I learned everything, uh-huh. right? So that's where we'd go and run our go kart. Um, were you always pretty pushy about trying to get to the track? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every weekend I wanted to go. You still doing the baseball thing too? Uh, Did baseball start going. You know what? I was, Yeah, I was doing baseball stuff cause I played through high school. Okay. So, so I you played. didn't, Oh, you've been it, playing for a while then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I played ball for a while. What, uh, what, uh, position were you? I was center field and catcher. Nice. Yeah. I got out of, I, I quit baseball, uh, my junior year. Okay. Yeah. Cause of carding. Right. Of yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of racing. Was Naturally. That, was that tough? I mean, you, you said you really liked. What, no, I loved. I loved racing. Yeah. So know, basically, want, when you started doing the karting thing, it took more and more of your heart than the than the baseball did at time. that point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Gotcha. So you guys are going out there. You're practicing. Mm-hmm. You're learning and stuff like this on this Cali cart. Uh, it w- was a, a four stroke, a decent, decently uh, done. Yeah, group ba- at the time. back back then it was. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and uh, four stroke was was. Uh, was definitely like a category. You know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. you don't really, you see the LO206 stuff now? Try C, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but back then it was, uh, you know, it was pretty popular for yeah. sure. And that's where, where I, I guess the, the, um, inexpensive way to get into it Absolutely. for my, for my parents, you know yeah. what I mean with me was the four cycle stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did. And you kept the grades up. I kept like. the grades up. Yeah. Absolutely. See, that's awesome. I had to, or I wasn't going to the track. Yeah. Did it's, you ever get pulled from me at one time? Or I don't think it ever got pulled from me after that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He if did, it did, maybe my dad said he was going to pull it, but he didn't want to, so we didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so I've, I've mentioned it before. I know I did on that particular episode the the parallels between that and and when I was a kid. Except for Seth did what I did not do, and that's actually he got his grades better. <laughs> right. I right. did not, <laughs> and so my parents said piss off. You're not going to run anymore. <laughs> Put my brother in the seat. So when you do finally go out there and you start racing, mm-hmm. uh, do, is it when you're 13 and you start racing or do you guys put a whole year? How much time did you put I in think practice? Put, I think I started in 94. Okay. So maybe it was like late 93. We got the card. I raced in 94, 95 and 96 was my first like big race, right? So maybe it was a couple years of like club racing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think back in the day it was SoCal Sprinters, right? Tri C, it was Tri C Carters back then, but they both at uh, Adams. at Adams, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. So we'd run, uh, we'd run uh, the flathead there, and then we we move classes around. I think they had like a like a what was it called, limited modified or super stock or something. It was a more powerful yeah. flathead. I remember with super a, stock, yeah. yeah, with a with a Tillotson carburetor. So we'd move classes around, you know what I mean, to get me a little more speed and a little more uh, experience, right? right? We didn't know anything. We didn't know anything about setup on a go-kart. 
you know, we'd lube the bearings and, uh, I'd drive around whatever was going on, I guess. Right. Well, I was going to say, you guys are probably just making sure everything was staying on rather than trying to, Oh, let's find more speed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we changed tires obviously, but it was like, you know, I see it nowadays. We still talk about this, you know, some of the guys in my tent, you know, back in the day, it was like the car would push. So you just slow her down or turn in a little early and lean forward, whatever you got to do to make the thing go. Right. And yeah. Nowadays we got driver coaches, data, we got laser gauges and you know what I mean? We're, we're, it's, it's get crazy. It. <laughs> it's crazy how different it is now than it was back when I grew up racing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's a lot more going on. I mean, we, we actually started about the same time. I started mm-hmm. in 94 mm-hmm. and was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was no adjustment. They're like, no. you're, you're not changing axles. That, no. There's no front Ackerman to change. We're not right. changing caster in the thing. You got what you got. You just got to go drive the bloody thing. You that's know? right. Yeah. And that's what I did for a few years. Yeah. Um, 96 was my first, like, big race, right? That was, that was like, it was a Grand National how'd you before, before you get into that how'd you do in the local stuff we won a lot did you yeah i'd win so a you, lot you came out of the gate pretty hot absolutely for sure do you did remember you? any of the cats that you were racing with at the time mm, i know uh um at the club level stuff i don't remember you know i don't remember any of the names it wasn't any big names that you see now mm-hmm. right because it was the local club stuff I remember Travis Irving when he was a junior there. You know what I mean? Growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of the name that you see right now, right? But in the four-cycle stuff, it was a bunch of club guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Because all those and, other guys that are around now were doing like the Yamahas or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had moved up. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like super, you know, big-time competition. Mm-hmm. But it was something for me to do in race. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. And I think 96 was the... the um, the breakout year for me, I guess you would say, where it was a national event. You got to be seniors at that point. Yeah, I was seniors yeah. for sure. And I think I started, I think my dad started me in senior. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, I want to say I was 12, 13, 14. Maybe we did one year junior and then we moved up to senior right yeah. away just because of the age, right? Right, I, right? I started late. So I was always in a full-size cart. I never ran a cadet cart, yeah. right? So, um, so, yeah, 96 was my my first big race, right? We were prepared for it. We had motors for it. We were, had new tires. Is that grand nationals? That was the grand nationals. Yeah. That was what we were like working to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like let's run the IKF nationals four cycle nationals that are at Adams cart track where I grew up. Right. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, And I, you know, I didn't really know what a Duffy was or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you just knew it was the big show coming to town. Exactly. So we, we, uh, um, you know, we got prepared. My dad had motors built. He'd he'd tweak on the motors a little bit, but um, I think it was Roger Miller, Miller Racing Engines. He did our engines back then. My dad would tweak on them a little bit. But, yeah, that was a big deal for me. We ended up winning two Duffies that weekend. Wow. Yeah, nice. which was really cool. Now, out of curiosity, uh, I know that the um, IKF Region 7 would travel around, things like that. I want to say I, I'm remembering that being predominantly two-stroke. Mm-hmm. Did four-stroke have a regional program at all, or is it no. basically just local except it for was the local. It was local stuff except for the Grands, yeah. yeah. We didn't start venturing into the two-cycle stuff until like 90, I want to say like 97, 98. Mm-hmm. 
is when I started doing the the IKF Region 7, gotcha. which was big back then. Right, right, right. right. But there was no, uh, aside from your local gig, and then when, it, you know. You could go back east. If and you're going to travel, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, you could do Dirt Oval, because that same year I won two Duffies at Adams, um, we went to Oregon. I'm trying to remember what track it was in Oregon. There was a Dirt Oval that we went and ran the 96 Dirt Grand National Speedway Nationals. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, my dad put me in a bowler cart. Had you done any ovals? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, we just went. My, one of my, my motor builder, Miller, his son, raced ovals, so he took me up there. My dad put me in the car with him, and we ran our first dirt four-cycle oval, which was crazy. At the Nationals. At the Nationals, yeah. <laughs> in Oregon. How'd it go? Uh, I got fifth. Fifth, nice. Yeah, and it was a big category. I think there was probably like thirty or forty in the class. Wow, I got fifth. And what do you wow. think about uh, the sideways dirt stuff? Wild, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we were not prepared. Yeah, no, I because I mean, the guys that were there, badass, but yeah, you got to imagine that's a whole different program over yeah. there. Oh, for big sure. time! The guys over there had special groove tires and like offset stuff. Like we didn't. You had a bowler. Oh, no, you said it was, yeah, it was a, a bowler, and it had a weight jacker. On the left side, I guess it was, so you mm-hmm. could change the height of the spindle to make it turn. I didn't know what was going on. I drove the go-kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up until, uh, I mean, it sounded like right as you got behind the wheel, you were pretty quick right out of the gate, and mm-hmm. you you were a smart enough kid to be like, this turns, this is slow down, this is speeding me up. Sounds like you're a natural, but did you um, were you aware of what you were doing as far as a driver, or were you like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just, I know I'm going fast? Yeah, I mean, mean like, I, like a natural versus like you did understand exactly. what the chassis is doing or what things you needed. Yeah. Mm, I didn't start understanding like what I needed. Like I could tell the go-kart was sliding or pushing or mm. whatever, right? But I didn't really understand what I needed until I started really working on my own go-kart and right. figuring out the changes and what each thing does. But first I had to get on a better go-kart to do that, right? Yeah, okay. Because the stuff we had, you know, up until that four cycle national my first national was you know you had that cali cart junk was right, it that cali right. cart the it whole was a time cali cart yeah and then when i moved to the four cycle nationals that's when i i upgraded mm-hmm. and we got a uh um what did i get at that time mac Minrelli okay okay chassis that was like the the hot ticket you guys remember that one or no? that's before my time okay yeah. Yeah. Well, at least i shouldn't say that but we was uh we didn't have that, or I wasn't aware of what we had going on uh, up north in uh, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. We were, I mean, people were making them left and right. I was on a prototype, what was called a tracker. Okay. Um, there was Swiss Hutless, because Hombo and CMC were right there. Mm-hmm. Phil Fow, I think, was running CRGs up there. Okay. Um, but, yeah. I, I mean, maybe yeah, it was, was up the, there, and I didn't that know. That was the chassis, like, Mac Minarelli, like, uh, I don't know what you can compare it to now. But it was a good, it was a good quality European go kart. Didn't that? Um, oh God, why can't I think of the name? Uh, out of um, out of the Adams, there was a shop right there, and I'm not remember the name. Bug carts came out of there. I thought, uh, crap. Matt Matt was actually sponsored by him for a little bit. Carts and parts, Brad's carts and parts. KMP, KMP in Azusa. Yeah, wasn't yeah. wasn't KMP? That was Bug Cart. 
Right, but I thought they also did the Mac Minarelli. Did they not? Maybe they did. I don't remember. Really? Mm. I don't remember. But I remember uh, we went on the Mac Minarelli for 96 Nationals, and it was the cart turned. You know what I mean? It worked way better than what I had before. Yeah. So just immediately you're like, whoa, all right. This, this one is works. Yeah, and you immediately sure. get even better than you were rolling it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was driving a, you know, a, a Pinot and we got <laughs> a Mustang. If yeah, you a Mustang yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So we weren't on the Ferrari yet, but yeah. it was better, right? Yeah. Yeah. So after that year, that national, um, 96, my dad took, my dad wanted to get out of the, industry he was in with uh maybe it was 96 he wanted to get out of the industry he was in with the automotive stuff Mm -hmm. and he got like he's totally into carding right so he kind of changed over his industry to the carding stuff that's how we got mac minrelli mac minrelli came to us and said uh the importer said hey you could be a dealer that's kind of how we started with carding right through the mac minrelli thing uh um he uh i'm trying to remember the guy's name It'll come to me. But anyway, he came to us and said, you could be a dealer. We ended up being a dealer for Mac Minrelli. My dad totally changed his whole automotive stuff to karting. Wow. So we were a cart shop in 96. And then you went into the Nationals as this cart shop. Yes. Gotcha. You guys were out here in Riverside? Or where were you located at? Upland. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad My dad's had a building for the automotive stuff, and we were in Upland. So gotcha. it wasn't really a big cart shop, right? It was me racing. Right, yeah, sold some stuff. My sister was racing a little bit. My, I was just gonna ask, yeah, yeah, she was doing some junior, junior one stuff at the time. My middle sister, Mm -hmm. Kelsey. So it wasn't like a big. It was probably just the Nash Cart team, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, my dad had sold some stuff, you know, for Mac Minerali. There's people that want to go karts and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, but after that Nationals in '96, um. SSC Racing was big at the time. Mm-hmm. Joe Ramos, uh, they were out in Palm Springs. They were the importer for uh, CRG. They approached my dad and me, said, hey, I noticed what your kid's doing. Uh, it was like a two-way street. Can You guys want to be a dealer, and I'm going to supply your son with go-karts to race. So it's like kind of like a sponsorship opportunity for me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So we took it on. My dad became a dealer for SSC. So you guys start you ninety six. You lead in with the Mac Minerelli deal. Immediately went to the in seven. You're rolling swapping go karts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Becoming the SSC dealer. I'm becoming a driver for SSC. I, I guess you could say right. They sponsored me some go karts to go run. Um, still, still not having much of a clue what to do with chassis stuff but starting to figure it out a little bit we're not changing axles right but we're changing front width we're changing tire pressure we're messing with the pills because these new crgs have caster camber pills right Right. Mm -hmm. one two three slashes on them Mm -hmm. what's number two what's number three we're starting i'm starting to mess with it a little bit right right right. and are you is this also the trans uh transfer the the move to two strokes as well all at the same time we started yeah i had i had uh started in the two cycle stuff but also still doing the four cycle stuff we went to uh my second national we went to was in buffalo new york uh, for the IKF Nationals four cycle, mm-hmm. my dad wanted to send me that 
to that race after winning the two Duffies. Mm -hmm. He wanted to send me over there to try to get more, right? See how I would do. So he sent me over there uh, with um, Gary Buckmeyer, which is Blake's grandpa, my son Blake's grandpa, and his son Blake. He sent me over there. We rode back there uh, on my own, right? Sent me on my own with a couple go-karts. How old were you about this time? Probably 16. And you're going to do some cool shit right away. <laughs> yeah, we, we drove cool. to New York. That was cool. I had good memories. And uh, and we uh, we went and won a couple Duffies there. Wow. Yeah, wrenching on my own stuff. And now you're outside the comfort zone. You're outside the mm-hmm. – well, I guess you maybe if, if – you might be still inside the comfort zone if you think about the, the four-stroke uh, – Dirt stuff being outside the comfort uh, zone, yeah, really. Right. Yeah, for sure. This is still at least in the wheelhouse. Yeah. But you go to a track you haven't been before, mm-hmm. and you're not traveling around back home, right? At this point, you're still local except for the Grands? Or right. have you started no, we're doing, still, we're doing still the doing, IKF stuff? Now that, you're doing two-stroke. That's when it started. We started doing the two-cycle stuff after that. Got it. And 90, 98, 90, late 97, 98 is when we started doing like Region 7. Okay. We started messing with the 100cc gotcha. stuff. I, that was kind of like my last four-cycle race. Okay. And then we had moved into the two-cycle stuff. So the Yamahas, the KPVs, right. the, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Now, so. Did you feel like it was uh, something where you needed to to move on? Or yeah, to, for sure. You've, you've I want to move up. I'm ready to like go you, run with these yeah. other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was ready to go run with, uh, you know, Matt Johnson and Patrick Long and – Joey Hand, I want to go run with those guys. Right. You know what I mean? I'm over this other stuff. We won four Duffies. Yeah. I'm stoked, right? Let's move on and do something else. Yeah, so that's what we, we've learned. And- yeah. And, you know, money was always tight. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we had a limited budget. It mm-hmm. was, you know, I got sponsors, you know, for, for the go-karts. My dad would build the motors. I mean, obviously, my parents helped me out a lot through my career. And, you know, they spent a ton of money. I don't know how much, but they spent some money on me. I'm I'm figuring that out with my kids racing. Uh, <laughs> right, got right. a bit of an idea. Oh, for sure. And they, uh, you know, we did the best with what we had. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So we moved on to the two-cycle stuff. We ran. Um, our shop's evolving. We're actually having some customers that are racing for us. And that's another thing, you know, we talk about now, too, back to, like, you know, our team now that, that we have how, you know, we go over data and driver coaching and, you know, we're not, we're really setting up the go-kart. We're not really working on the driver, which was what we should be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we charge for our t- team to be under the team. Back then, the margins, I think, were a little better in the carts. So it was like, we still joke about it today. It was like a free race team because you could, um, you could, you know, you guys could come buy a go-kart from Nash Kart Shop and come and race with us on the weekend. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we actually had... That was the ticket. That was the ticket, man. Yeah. Come race with us. Free race team. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. The The money was coming from the, the sales of the chassis and things like that. Yeah, the margins the were a little bit better stuff. in parts, but it was, a, it was definitely a free race team. You bought go-karts from us, come on out and race with us. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a... You know, we had tents mm-hmm. we set up some canopies mm-hmm. but it was like a fun situation you know what well, i mean and that's what it seemed like for the most part back in that time period too was it went from like definitely if you bought something from a 
from a shop, you'd try to hang out with them at the track. But they that support was, it. That was what it was. Is like you'd hang out with them. There was nothing too official. Like they had no. It. There was no data guy. Yeah. It was no, like, shit, hey, no. we watched you race, Derek, and you yeah. look like you're doing good. Right. You know what I mean? Pop over here. How's yeah. that go kart? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was but, all like if you had the same go kart, you kind of grab it towards the people. But there was no like, oh, I'm gonna go pit with uh, Nash this weekend. Or I'm gonna go travel. No, pit. none of that shit. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> you know, I I mean, when whoever I, had enough shade. <laughs> I even remember when uh, when I was running with with Luke Vasquez and the and the Black Flag team out of um, literally they had their shop at Sycart Tiger, uh, the indoor track. Uh, I mean, I don't I mean I might have had a better deal because I was I worked there, but. I don't remember there being quote a tent fee. You bought the go kart, right? It probably was, and I just don't remember. But you bought the go kart, and then you bought all the stuff and everything like that from them, and that was it. And we're talking two thousand six, seven, right around that time. I still don't think the whole quote team aspect was not even close to what it is now because you're still able to push product and push, you know the support in well, that regard and that's that's how you got your money well sure. i think so too with and this is all before my time it's just from hearing people and learning about it but with like that mid to late 90s how much growing the sport did as far as like we're just talking about chassis having more tunability and stuff it evolved yeah all that shit happening now teams are like maybe there's other stuff we can start charging for because i can actually start tuning and working on stuff you, you know, know and to your mm-hmm. point actually if you think about it too because there was so much evolution from the mid 90s even through call it 2010 12 right in there let's just say right there was so much evolution in the equipment that how's that go-kart is a proper conversation yeah whereas i mean i'll throw it out there to you seth what you think about it but the carts are so even the 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 material is as close as it is now. It's more about making sure you can get the most out of the material. You know how to tune that material. Yep. So that's where there's a lot more benefit now to that expertise than back in the day where you rely on the driver a bunch or that new highlist thing that came out because they figured something out. Mm-hmm. Well, man, we we see it all the big races. It, you know, okay, there's a lot of OTKs out there in different colors, but there's other brands that also can win for because sure because they're close, because those teams can tune well, et cetera. So yeah. to your point, Dirk, I think it's one of those things where the the focus on the team is now about that expertise and being able to not just yeah, get the most out of right. the driver, but the equipment itself. Yeah, you really started seeing the team stuff happening. Like for for me was was when Buddy Rice started it. Right. right, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's when we really started seeing some, you know, team stuff out here. Right? right, right. Before we get too far down that rabbit hole, when you moved on to the the two stroke stuff, kind of mm-hmm. going back to you being in the seat there, um, was that a a challenging transition? Because having gone from four stroke to two stroke myself, it was different. It's and yeah. back then maybe the carts were a little bit more similar than they are as far as uh, the two stroke to four stroke. But I know you got driving different. Uh, yeah. a good amount what was that transition for you uh back then uh, i mean the it was 90s? faster right but all the all the same fundamental stuff of being smooth that kind of helped me mm-hmm. i think my first two cycle race was the my dad would just send me to the wolf sometimes on some of the stuff we ran the flamingo hilton grand prix oh and, wow yeah and we ran hpv3 is what it was like the we didn't know what was going on we bolt the motor on and and again where we does were, he go yeah 
like we I ended up winning the race. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know how to tune it with the motor or nothing. I think it was uh JJ Langan's dad help help my dad get the motor sorted. Is that out of the gates at like ninety you said like ninety seven, ninety eight? Like it was ninety seven, yeah. Did you first move into it, boom? Yeah, right to that race. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I think we tested it once, right, locally, and then we went right to the race. But yeah, it was a lot faster, right? Going faster down the straightaway. I loved mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? I love the two cycle stuff. Right. And that, that kind of started our two cycle stuff, right? Into the HPV, the Yamaha, mm -hmm. and then Formula Y. Who were uh, some of the guys that you'd uh, be on track with around here just for test days at Adams? Like, you, they just happened to be there too, and you'd kind of compare against them. Well, Matt Johnson, Michael Rossi. Um, trying to think of the other drivers that were around in that time for, for uh, like Phil Carlson. Mm. Um, you remember him? Yeah, Phil Carlson. Yep. Um, uh, Kevin Christensen. Heard that name a lot. Yeah. yeah. He was around. The Brincottis. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were around. We'd see Doty come out every once in a while to race. Brandon Miller. Those, those are all the names, you know what I mean, that I used to race against back then. Were you kind of getting any of the treatment as the new kid moving up? Or mm -hmm. No, not really. I mean, everybody's kind of chill, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't know who I was. Right, yeah, right? yeah. Right? So, I mean, we kind of had to make our name for ourselves. My dad had the shop going, so everybody kind of had an idea. But, mm -hmm. you know, when I go out and win races, then everybody know what's up. You know yeah. what I mean? Were you the only CRG at the time? Them being the no, there uh, the was dealer? other ones. Okay, so there was other, other dealers. Ones. Yeah, so it wasn't like you were the alone CRG program no, trying no. to sell. So you get that opportunity to not be like a lot of pressure as far as being able to sell stuff. Right. I think back then when I was racing, Pat Long was doing his European stuff, and you know with CRG. Mm. So right. he he was when I was doing the the United States stuff, he was starting to do the european stuff and speaking of that uh you move into the two-stroke stuff right mm -hmm. out of the gate you have success and mm -hmm. that uh, flamingo hilton grand prix uh boom and, and you talk about doing a, a region seven mm -hmm. you guys go all in on that region seven program are you starting to move away from the local club stuff and stuff focus on the regional yeah we're focusing on like region seven which is like scusa pro cart right right, mm -hmm. right now so i think yeah we started moving out of the club stuff and and not doing too much of that and then we'd we'd be focused on that region seven once a month deal right mm -hmm. local deal that and was now a, you're traveling a bit yeah too. we're traveling a little bit we're seeing different tracks uh i'm running the two cycle stuff the formula y i'm running the kpv or hpv is what it was called right, at the time, then. right? <laughs> and then we started running this formula hortzman 125 I think I heard about that. Yep, we started running that. Was that the was direct, a, direct drive one? No, it was a clutch driven. Was that a clutch. It's like a tag. You know oh, right? that's right. Gotcha. That's right. It was like the, the Formula Y was the uh, was direct, the direct drive. drive. I love Formula Y. Formula Y was probably one of the best to drive. Right, the direct drive stuff's awesome. So, what makes it awesome? Yeah, I think being smooth. I think feeling the go kart work. And when it works right, you could feel with that direct drive, you could feel the cart launch off the corner. You know what I mean? Whereas now with the clutch stuff, if you slide, it still kind of mm -hmm. takes off off the corner. Conversely, if you if you are doing the slide or whatever in that direct drive, you're going to feel like it really brings it down. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think they should bring back direct drive stuff. I think it'd be good for some of these kids that race with us right now. You know what I mean? Sure. To be smooth and... Feel the go kart work, brake right, all that stuff. You know, right. you start the, the repercussion of your mistakes for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to 
you have to make that go-kart work. Right. Yeah. To I'll get t- off the corner. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the uh, four-stroke guys, like in the, with the, the who's your tire, they're running at Tracy and the high temps and grip will get out here at, tra- at Cal Speed. Mm-hmm. You can feel, I know I got it when I was running in 18 mm-hmm. on the Bridgestone and it was, I'd call it soft bind. The thing's just twisting and you can feel just, sure. right, the yeah. whole thing comes down and you're losing the power. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they didn't got a lot of bloody power in the first place, <laughs> but right. that'd be an interesting situation, you know, forcing drivers to, and that still has a clutch, right? But yeah. forcing drivers to to feel and work on their not only their driving, but you want to get that car as free as possible without going so far on the other end. That's right. Yeah, for sure. As you're doing the Region Seven stuff, are you seeing that same kind of success move on through? I mean, you sure. win right out of the gate. Yeah, I won some Region Seven championships. I don't remember how many, mm-hmm. but yeah, since you know ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, we did um, Region Seven. I won. I don't remember how many championships. I remember getting the wind stickers. There was a American flag wind stickers. Little kill sticker. Yep. Yeah. And then uh and then, you know, the championship jackets and stuff like that. So were you uh were you sh- did you always show up to the track pretty hot like you're fast right away or mm-hmm. did you kind of build up? You're always quick right out of the gate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, you know, we were starting to figure I was starting to figure out the geometry. Yeah. The axles, we were changing axles. Mm-hmm. Um it was like 98, 99, we started to change axles and we'd have like, you know, a couple different variants of axles that CRG gave us to try. Mm. It was still 40 mil back then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 50 yet. Yeah. And the rear width was 50 inches. Now it's like the 55. The cars are still right? tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure is narrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No front hubs. Up. Right. Yeah. No front <laughs> hubs, right? Yeah. So Get rid yeah. of some of that rear grip. Yeah, exactly. So. Did you... uh Back up the the Duffies from the four stroke with Duffies and two stroke. You know, I tried. We <laughs> we did how many two cycle nationals? I think I ran two two cycle nationals. I ran one in Vegas um, that I didn't do good at. Is I ended up X-Plex? flipping. Yep, at Xplex. I flipped at, at that race um, a couple times actually. Same weekend. Same weekend, <laughs> or actually the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> I think at that part we weren't prepared. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I could never get, you know, I was up to the top 10 and that was it. Like, I couldn't get past that. I just don't don't think we were prepared, you know, with the engines and stuff at that mm-hmm. time. And I want to say it was like 97, 98 yeah. maybe. What, I don't remember what year it was in Vegas, but we ran that Nationals. It was the year of the Locusts. Did you ever hear about I, that? I, I heard something about like it. Like, grasshoppers everywhere. Yeah. Oh, shit. And like, a Gnarly. sea of them, like, wow. like a a of plague, them. plague status. Like, you'd roll yeah. in off the grid, and they'd be all over your tires. Holy shit. And they'd be hitting you down the straightaway. Like, your tires were covered in grasshoppers. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus It was Christ. gnarly. That is insane. Yeah. They were white. Oh. Well, um, yeah, when they get smashed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that year wasn't a really good national for us. Like I said, I don't think we were prepared. Um but we got our stuff together the following year, and that's when we um, ran the Nationals. It was at Santa Maria. And we had the right engine tuners. We had the right chassis stuff. We didn't go test. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was that was why I didn't win it, mm-hmm. I could say, because uh, I got two second places there at, that, at that one. And you, you, Landon Yee beat me. He was the factory track magic driver. Yeah. And I got second to him twice because he was there for like a month testing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I showed up, you know, the week of the race. And I still remember what the go-kart was doing. It was sliding, four-wheel slide off the track. 
Oh, wow. It is Santa Maria. That makes we a little bit of sense. We didn't change anything. Because <laughs> we were still learning. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but, you know, if I was there now, I'd know kind of what to do, right? Right. There's so. definitely, I mean, up to this point now, there's definitely a few big races that you and the dad would show up to. And and you're like, yeah, that we just jumped into it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there was a decent amount of your driving making up for equipment, lack of testing, lack of knowledge, all that stuff? I, I would like to say so, yeah. My dad would always say, like, you 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 outdrive some of this stuff. You know what I mean? He could see watching some section. My dad my dad really never stopped watching me. Mm. My my biggest thing, it would kind of irritate me sometimes, is he'd pull time me. So he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, how how you know how'd I do compared to the other ones? And he's like, Well, I pull timed you on this guy, and I'm like, geez, dad, like you were a little quicker. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like the time. I want to know the time. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? He was pull timing me. Yeah, I think he still does it today. <laughs> it, it, explain explain the pull time test. Pull timing people. is when the guy goes across this this cone or whatever on the track. You gain time on him yeah. when you went through the cone. That's you, the pull yeah. being the yeah, you know, that's the, your yeah, marker, yeah, right? Yeah, that mark right there. And that was his thing. I pull. I'm pull timing you, and you you gain a little bit on it. I'm like, Dad, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think he still does it today. Man, oh, yeah, and it's funny because my kid now is like, "What's my time?" But we got all these apps, and yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean. So it's different now. I had to start pull timing my kid. Yeah. My the, kids. The, the <laughs> microns turned off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I forgot to put the battery in that time. Yeah, Sorry, weird, guys. Weird. <laughs> yep. So you end up not getting the the Duffy. I didn't get the, the Duffy. Two strokes. No, nope, two now, seconds. To to add to add to Derek's thing, why did you not go test? I mean, you, you're doing money. And, I think it was money and but, time. And so okay. you're doing the you're doing the IKF regional stuff mm-hmm. and you're and you're killing it there. Yep. What is it about that step up that was giving you that challenge? Because I know you're going against a lot of the same drivers. I think it was money, honestly. Yeah. Like I, you know, we didn't have the big budget to go. I mean, we bought tires. It's crazy again from today, from back then. When we'd race, my dad would take, say we raced in the Region 7 race, those tires that we had, the Bridgestones, those would be my test tires and my practice tires. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put new tires on until qualifying. Right. Yeah. So it was like a whole race day if we went testing on those same tires. Yeah. And then the day before Region 7, all day on those same tires. So it was like, that was it. Yeah. So no, how, how the hell were you sliding around at Santa Maria then? You must have been gripped up, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we had no, I mean, it wasn't like it is now. You know, we throw t- tires two, right. three sets on a test day. Right. Yeah. Right. right. It's crazy. Man, man, that's not how you want to be doing it. <laughs> no, we were when I put new tires on for qualifying, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. I had grip. You better enjoy those five laps. Sometimes we'd be like, be. "Why did we go slower?" <laughs> he, oh man! Or sometimes we'd be like seconds faster and on pole and stoked. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm usually the the former. I have a. I mean, we've talked about it before. I am a shit qualifier. Like it just. Yeah, I've had some decent qualifying runs to be. I'm usually like in the conversation. Yeah. But these cats that can squeeze the last little bit. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe it's part of it because I I'm also a use the tire for a long time. Like Jim Barry would always get upset because we're on the same damn tire. I'm like, we don't need to put tires on it, right? We just, we're still working on the balance. If we can stay with these guys on old tires, we bolt the new stuff on there and we we're good. Sure. You know, in theory. Right. You know, but you still, if you, I mean, I learned that you go to a rock Vegas, a super Nats or whatever, 
you really need to Keep to fine tune it, you know. Stuff. And and to that point, actually, I I for the first time did something funky, uh, and I tried to mimic um, the conditions at Rock Vegas. You got you didn't get two sets. You got uh, six tires, right? Right. Yep. So I went out for morning. I split uh, a set with Martin Pierce and put just two new, new ones on there just because I wanted to see what it was going to be like. I'd Absolutely. never done that before. Yep. yep. And that's not something I would have done before, but we had a couple of extra, you know, bucks and stuff like that. We were able to do it. I think that, especially at those big races, mm-hmm. a, a old school IKF Grands, a Vegas, whatever it is, that's where you're squeezing that last little piece out instead of doing the, well, I'll figure it out when I get out there. Yeah. Figure it out beforehand, make an adjustment. You know, you have yep, the ability, right. if you have the money, if you have that kind of yeah. resource, Absolutely. use it. Absolutely. Sure. When you get done and you end up not doing the, 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 you don't get the IKF grants. You said you did it twice. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're breaking into the 2000 range here. Yep. What do we, what's the thought process? So now it's. Cause now you're, you're approaching, we're, we're adult status here. Yeah. Right? We're, we're, we're thinking about car stuff. You know, I, I want to be a race car driver. You know what I mean? Like we're doing go karting, we're doing good with what we have. Now I want to race cars, and cars are four strokes, so that's good too. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's you know I want to be a race car driver. Right. That's what I want to do. And what what do I need to do to be a race car driver? Right. Well, uh, my dad's my dad and mom took my college fund, and they sent me to uh, what was it called? The Russell School. It's a lot like college. Yeah. Were, were you were you all in, like, I, I do not want to go to oh, school. Oh, I don't want to go to school. We graduated. I graduated, like, 3.8. You're like, sweet, I'm out. I yep. got through it. Now let's make some money and go racing. Yeah. Right? So, but they... Been... I didn't have any any thoughts of going to college. Yeah. I really didn't. This right. college fund they had was just for, for show? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... They didn't push me to go to college. Yeah. You know, like I do with my kids now. Like, mm-hmm. you need to go to college. Right, they see never... old Blakey there in the books all the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Blake's just applied for college. Yeah, boy. And he, he, uh, they never pushed me to do that. They never pushed me. Hey, you need to go to college. They, they were more like, hey, what do you want to do? I want to be a race car driver. Okay, well, they didn't, you know, they didn't really have a clue what I needed to do. So sure. let's go to this Russell School and let's get your SCCA license and let's see what we can do. Right. Right. So they, we did that. And I did good at the Russell School. I was fast. What car were you driving at the Russell School? Uh, was it like a winged, little open wheel? Yeah, it was open wheel car. Okay, gotcha. It was a winged, uh, like Formula Mazda car. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we went and did that. And uh, I mean, nothing really comes out of that, right? It's you're, There was no like scholarships experience. or anything that I was going to be involved with. It was just the experience of driving an open wheel car, getting an SCCA license mm-hmm. so that I could go do something, right? Right. And... Was the goal for you to go to IndyCar? Yeah, that's what I want to do, open wheel stuff. Nice. Right? Which is opposite of what I what I would preach now. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know 100%. what I mean? For any kind of longevity in the, yeah. in the sport. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I did that, got my SCCA license. Well, in the meantime, my dad's, you know, we're running the race team, the free race team. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, right. We're, we have the shop going. We're selling CRGs. Business Hand over is good, fist right? money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of money. Yeah. Um, so we still have clients that are racing. I kind of like stopped racing cause I wanted to do the car stuff. We had a friend, uh, one of my dad's acquaintance. Um, he had some passion for race cars, had a brother-in-law that raced cars and they, they happened to be around the corner from our shop. 
and they did Formula Ford 1600 cars. Mm. So we spoke with them. We told him, hey, we want to get into the race car stuff. What do we need to do? Well, he he had offered a ride for me in the Formula Ford 1600 car to come try it. So we went out to Button Willow. Was it Button Willow or was it Willow? Willow. I think it was Willow the first time mm-hmm. to try the car out. And I was fast in it. The 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 uh, The guy that owned the car saw that. And they put together the guy put together a sponsorship package for me to get me money to race a car. Nice. He was an older gentleman that owned the car. Mm-hmm. And I think he saw that I had something. Yeah. Yeah. That I was fast in his car. Mm-hmm. So they put together the money for me to go do an SCCA season in, uh, in what, not the 1600 car, but the two liter car. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So I drove the 1600 car a few times. Mm-hmm. I never, I raced like a, a local SCCA race with it, but they were putting together that package for me to run the two liter car. Gotcha. And so it was the wing car, right? What, what yeah. does the, uh, what does that s- s- consist of, that series? Like, it, it, I assume it, not it just SCCA. all at Willow, so it travels yeah, around a little Laguna bit. Laguna Seca. Okay. Um, went to mid-Ohio. Oh, wow. Went to... So did you uh, use the national so. circuit? Yep. Okay. We didn't yeah. do all the nationals because of the budget, uh-huh. but I had four sponsors that helped me out. Uh-huh. They came up with like a hundred grand. Well, nice. and mid Ohio is, uh, is, was historically one of the places for the runoffs. Yep. For yeah. sure. We didn't do the runoffs, gotcha. uh, but I did a lot of the SCCA, a couple national races, mm-hmm. um, did really good, won a bunch of races, but the next step, yeah, that's what my struggle was. Right. Like, right. If I knew what I knew now, I'd be racing cars. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't know. Right. So, like, it's all about promoting yourself, talking, communication, mm-hmm. getting your own sponsors. That's what I preach with my kids right now to do. You know Were what you, I mean? One of the big uh, mistakes that I think, and myself included, when I was when I was younger, I mean, I wasn't exactly a social butterfly at all, but sure. um, was... I had this this feeling like you do well and you will be noticed and you will get an opportunity. Just go out there and do your thing and they, somebody will see you and you know you'll be good. And that is a hundred percent not no. what you need to be doing. It you may get lucky and that may go your way, but the reality is, is that you know if you're just going to rely on the what if of maybe I'll get seen, it, all all you got to do is go start chatting people up. That's, That's going right. to be your best bet. You cannot right. just you know, build it and they will come status. This ain't the field of dreams. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think we're, I think when we're talking to Matt Johnson, he was saying trying to become a race car driver now versus back then, just as far as one kid now versus back then, like the path now is a lot more clear and it's, it's not as easy by any means, but there's a direction and there's stuff you can follow. Definitely a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, We didn't have, I didn't have that clear path. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if I knew what I knew now, mm-hmm. right? Type thing. Like I didn't have that clear path. We, you know, we a hundred thousand dollars was a lot of money, mm-hmm. and we did some racing. We won some races, drove some really cool tracks, and good memories. But like we're putting together this next package for the next step, which was like, hey, let's go uh, Indy Lights racing, right? I guess from Formula 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go Indy Lights Racing, which is like the USF 2000 now. And now they do the Indy Pro. They kind of have a bit yeah. better ladder, right? Yeah. yeah. Not only that, and incentives and we're things like, like that too. 
a half a million dollars, and I'm like, uh, mm. <laughs> well, and it, and that's the biggest. I I don't know what to do. That's right. the biggest part too. Is you're like, a, it's a huge, a huge blessing that you got to do what you did, right? Sure. Like, right people, right time, all that kinds of stuff. And you get done with that year, you're like, this may have been easy, but a hundred grand is still quote easy to find. We just got a hundred grand, and. I have to go find five times that for next year. Absolutely, there's no, that was there's like no freaking way. I was <laughs> I was lucky to get that hundred grand, right? And you know these guys these guys were good people that helped me out, mm-hmm. and we went and met with them. I flew to meet with them, and you know what I mean. It was it was a great group of guys. But now we're going to go ask for half a million dollars from these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's still we it's, tried. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, at that but, point, it's you might as well ask. Absolutely, we yeah. tried and and gave it our best, but that was it. Yeah, that was right around the time though that because um, I want to say that was like two thousand and three. I think it was like two thousand three. Okay, when, when this all went down, two thousand and two thousand three, I did the car stuff. Okay, so and, it was a cor- over the course of a, a couple of years. Yeah, that you were racing the car. Yep, and that's when uh, Blake. Blake came in 2004. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that changed everything for me. Yeah. Gotcha. That changed my life completely from racing. So yeah. you, the focus was not on racing anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So you flipped the switch from going to try to be a race car driver to I a need dad. to figure out how to support a family. That's right. Make well, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make money. Di- a few different signs, because, right? <laughs> yeah. Because back, you know, before that, when you're not a dad, you have all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be a race car driver. And you're doing whatever you can to be a race car driver. Right? Yeah. The money didn't matter. I mean, if I made $250 a week for my dad working at a shop, I was stoked. Yeah. Shop I want to be a race car driver. Terry Nash is killing it. He's killing hand it. over fist, money over. 250 a week I'd make. I remember it <laughs> for every year. Right. And yeah. I'd be working. You know, Minimum wage was always the same for you. Yeah. 250 <laughs> a week. And never, no raise, nothing. Yeah. It was 250 a week, but I was racing. Right. Right. You know what Son I mean? A lot of other perks. Can't complain. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. And I wanted to be a race car driver. So yeah. it didn't matter if I was making 250 a week. I was living at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, didn't, yeah. it so, didn't matter. So you have, you have two things that happen almost simultaneously, right? You've got, hey, uh, no, thank you. We would rather not give you a half a million dollars to go next sure. level. Yep. Does, I, does that happen immediately prior? And do you have a, a moment of, Son of a what now do I what do I do? Or is it almost simultaneous with the with the Blake program? Meaning, did you not really have to wallow in the I'm not gonna be a uh, race car driver? And not really, no. It so, went right to because I think that's family time. Yeah. And I because I, I I've had that conversation. I I know I went through it in my late twenties when I was like, up, oh, this is not gonna happen. I need to figure out how to make money. A ton, like everybody's heard that story. Yep. But there's that there's a period of time where you're like Shit, man! Like, I really wanted—that was what I wanted to do. That's what I'm good at. Sure, right? Absolutely. But you didn't have much of an opportunity no, it was, because it was—it was time to step up and step do other things. And, yeah, exactly. And be a dad. You know what I mean? So, Blake came into my life, and you know that was 2004, and that kind of checked me on what I need to be. You know what I mean? What I need to do? I need to make money first of all. Right, because kids aren't cheap. Right, <laughs> and I need to, you know, start being a man. Right, and uh, we had Blake, and then about 2005 is when I figured, hey, I gotta do something in karting. My dad still has the shop. 
I need to do my own thing. It's time for me to have my own shop. That was part one of the Fullcaster Podcast, episode 41 with Seth Nash. Be sure to catch part two as well. 